Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Asiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Today is episode number 456. The CEO of Franchise Business Review talks about veterans in franchises. Owning a business is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, hopefully, at the end of the day, you know if you if you follow the franchise system and you're successful and you put in that you know hard work for a number of years, it gets easier and and ultimately you're building equity in this business that will be worth something, uh, which certainly you don't get as part of a job or part of the military. Um, that's an interesting thought. If, if the military only offered equity, and <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Well, today we are having episode number three in a five-episode series about franchises. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes of Coming Soon, Johnny Franchise, and Marlon Terrell, I recommend checking those out first. Today is a little bit different. Instead of talking with a veteran running a franchise, we talk with a veteran who is overseeing a lot of franchises. Eric is the CEO of Franchise Business Review, which is a national franchise information firm that identifies the top franchise opportunities in the marketplace today based exclusively on ratings and reviews from franchisees, the real franchise experts. Three reasons to listen to today's episode. First of all, obviously franchise. We're continuing this deep dive into the career as a franchise owner, why it might be appealing to veterans. Second of all, Honesty about skill set. Eric talks about how vital it is in a franchising or in any career to be exceptionally honest and reflective about your strengths and weaknesses. Third, long-term investment. Eric talks about viewing a franchise investment as a five to 15 year commitment, which coincidentally is a great asset for veterans who have approached the military as a long-term commitment. He talks about doing your homework, especially around culture and making sure that the business won't be uprooted by technology in the long-term. And lastly, market research. Eric's career has been in market research and he provides some insight into what this sort of career looks like. As always at beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find show notes with links to everything we discuss, as well as 455 other episodes just like this one. So with that, let's dive in to my conversation with Eric. Joining me today in Portsmouth, New Hampshire is Eric Stites. Eric, welcome to Beyond the Uniform. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to give special thanks to John Francis from episode 129. Uh, John was kind enough to introduce me to Eric. And I also wanted to give a plug because we're going to be talking today about franchises. If you haven't listened to episode 129 with John Francis, definitely check that out. That's a good chaser for this episode, as well as episode 132 with Marlon Terrell, uh, who is a Navy veteran who opened a Chick-fil-A franchise. So between the three of these interviews, it should give you listeners a great view about franchises and how that fits in with um, your skills as a veteran. I wanted to give a quick background on Eric. He is the CEO of the Franchise Business Review, which is a national franchise information firm that identifies the top franchise opportunities in the marketplace today based exclusively on ratings and reviews from franchisees, which are the real franchise experts. Eric served in the Navy as a first-class petty officer. He was the founder and president of Yaz.com and was the director of corporate development at Franchise Solutions. In this capacity, uh, in his capacity as CEO of Franchise Re Business Review, he also has served on the Vet Fran Committee to help veterans interested in franchises. Um, so, Eric, maybe to start things off, um, how would you describe the work that you do with Franchise Business Review to someone who's on active duty? Sure. Um, you know, to to put it kind of simply is we're essentially the consumer report of the franchise world. So we reach out to thousands of franchisees every year um, and survey them on their satisfaction with their franchise that they've invested in. So um, there, there's lots of different information about franchising out there, um, you know, hundreds of different websites, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, you, you name it, and, and lots of them do different rankings of franchise companies. Um, our rankings um, and reviews are based exclusively on uh, the franchisee satisfaction and, you know, and how well they're doing in the business. And, 
you know, and that's really a critical component. Um, I mean, we're really the only ones in the franchise sector that, that do this to the, to the level that we are doing it. And like I said, I mean, we talk to thousands of franchisees every year across hundreds of different brands. Um, and specifically for today's call, um, you know, one of the questions that we ask as part of our survey is, are you a veteran? So we are able to identify who the veterans are uh, within any particular franchise brand. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just to kind of expand on that a little bit, I mean, a lot of people um, thinking about veterans going into franchising, um, you know, a lot of those people are people that are just coming out of the military and transitioning right into franchise ownership. Um, but the vast majority of uh, veterans that are in franchising today are people that served, you know, years ago and and transitioned out and may have worked um, in the, you know, quote-unquote real world <laughs> for for a number of years before deciding that they wanted to own their own business. So, you know, some people do transition directly from the military into business ownership uh, with a franchise, and, uh, and many more transition several years uh, down the road after they've gotten some corporate world experience. Do you have a sense for that because I think that's really interesting that a lot of a lot of these veterans have experience prior to opening a, a franchise. Do you have a sense for what you know, kind of what that pie chart looks like, or the types of things that they're doing prior to a franchise? Or, or put a different way, if someone was thinking of gaining experience prior to opening a franchise, what types of companies or jobs or roles would you recommend they they think about? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, we, we find that most of the people um, that, that get into franchising, and, and um, again, franchising tends to be, um, I guess, an, an older person's <laughs> sport, if you will. Um, most of the people that come into franchising are in the middle of their careers. Um, and so, you know, you, you do get some people that are coming out of college or or young veterans that are coming out of the military um, after a few years of serving and, and buy franchises. But the vast majority of people are, you know, you know the average franchisee um, is, you know, 45 to 50 years old um, and has worked in corporate America for at least a few years if they served in the military. And, um, and it really varies. I mean, they're, you know, they've, their experience is all over the map. And um, that's the, the great part about franchising is you don't necessarily have to have specific experience in whatever it is that the business does. Um, franchise companies actually prefer candidates that, that don't have a lot of experience in their particular field um, because they want to be able to train them and, and teach them their way of doing the business. Now, that being said, you know, it's it's definitely very valuable for any franchise owner or, you know, business owner um, to have some basic understanding of, of small business and, and finance and, and that sort of thing. So um, those are skills, obviously, that you might pick up uh, working in corporate America, but you can certainly pick those skills up, too, by, you know, going to your local score office or, um, you know, going to a local community college and taking some basic business classes. And, um, I mean, it's it's shocking to me how many people own businesses and franchises um, that really don't have a good grasp of, <laughs> you know, kind of those financial basics of how small business works. And and uh, and certainly the most successful franchisees um, are, you know, they have a very good grasp of uh, kind of the financial side of the business. Is that do you, do you think that um, you know if most people are forty five to fifty when they start a franchise? Is that, you know, some, some ideas that come to mind, is that like, is that about building up the capital they need to invest and it takes that amount of time? Is it about getting fed up with the corporate world and, and gaining the courage to strike off on their own? Is it about gaining, you know, knowledge so that they, you know, can feel confident jumping off? What, what leads to that being the, the sweet spot of people taking the plunge into franchises? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question, and the, you know I, I I'm going to sound like an attorney a lot today, and I'm going to say, well, it really depends, <laughs> but um, you know it it does vary all over the map. I mean, you know, f- certainly from an investment standpoint, um, you know, having a few years of uh, working in the corporate world and and saving up, uh, you know, for owning your own business uh, can can be one path. Um, 
there's many franchise opportunities out there that don't require uh, a whole lot of capital. I mean, certainly um, they require some capital and, you know, and, and what, what that amount is can, can vary from as low as, you know, five or $10,000 to as high as, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. Um, and, you know, and, and certainly when you're talking about the higher end of that scale, I mean, for most people, you know, that, that, uh, you know, even, you know, people that have been in the corporate world for a while, you know, having that kind of nest egg, um, is, is pretty, uh, you know, rare. So, you know, I think that's where a lot of people, um, you know, don't even look at franchising as an option, especially those coming out of the military. They're like, Oh, you know, I can't, you know, I don't have that kind of money. I can't afford a business. And, and when they start looking, um, they they are surprised i think a lot of times to find that there are you know a number of very affordable options out there um like i said i mean some some companies uh require an investment of you know 5 or 10,000 dollars initially um there's lots of financing uh certainly that's that's an option and you know and buying a business is very much like um buying a house and again when you when you look at a franchise company, the total investment might be, you know, one hundred and fifty or or two hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand. I mean, and that that's kind of the I guess the sweet spot of the franchise world is, you know, the the average investment is a couple hundred thousand dollars in in many cases, but a lot of that money is financed so or financeable, um, so they're only looking for you to put down you know twenty twenty five thousand dollar or twenty five uh, percent of that. Um, as an initial investment. And, you know, if you're a veteran, many of these companies offer discounts on that too. So they'll discount the franchise fee. They may have special incentive uh, financing programs uh, either themselves or through a third party. So again, don't, don't be discouraged and think, you know, oh, I can't afford, there's no way I can afford to buy a business um, because there's, there's lots of great opportunities out there. And and if you're a qualified, uh, highly skilled uh, person that's a good fit for for that business model, that franchise company is is going to find a way to to get you the capital you need. Um, and again, there's there's lots of opportunities out there that, um, you know, for example, you know, we've got uh, a couple of companies on our top uh, list for veterans, uh, Cruise One and Cruise Planners. Uh, obviously, in the cruise planning business, travel business, I mean, you can get in uh, to to both of those concepts for under ten thousand dollars. So, um, and and with the discounts even less than that. So again, franchising is a great option for people, even if they don't have a, a huge amount of capital to invest. Um, I love you know I'm thinking back to my conversation in episode 132 with Marlon Terrell, uh, and he talked about when he was thinking of opening a Chick Fil A franchise, how he, um, you know, spent time talking to FedEx and UPS and all, all sorts of other franchise owners to get a sense of how much they liked it and if he would like that sort of path. And it seems like what the Franchise Business Review is just doing that at scale. You're talking to every type of franchise owner and getting a sense for how much they like that franchise, which sounds like an, uh, an incredible resource for someone thinking of investing in a franchise because you're getting straight from the horse's mouth a sense of which franchise people like and enjoy and are supported in and, and you know helped grow and uh, that, that that seems like it would make a big difference in narrowing down what type of franchise to purchase yeah it really does and you know certainly I'm biased because <laughs> I started the company um, but you know the reason I started the company 13 years ago was was really exactly that I had been in the franchise world uh, for about seven years, and um, I was working for a marketing company that that helped uh, franchise companies market and recruit new franchise owners. And I, you know I I knew who was spending you know tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to recruit new candidates. Um, but I, I had no idea, no sense of, you know, is this really a good c company or not? Um, and I started just doing research on my own uh, with some of the clients that I was working with, and I started seeing some things that, you know, I didn't really like, like, you know, high, you know, high turnover, for instance. Uh, you know, they, they churned through uh, a number of franchisees. 
Um, and so, you know, I'm like, you know, anybody that wants to know what's really going on in a franchise system, all you need to do is pick up the phone or, or go visit a couple of franchisee locations and, and ask them. I mean, you know, that's the beauty of the franchise world is that any franchise owner out there today, you know, they were in your shoes. If you're thinking about investing in a franchise, um, they were in your shoes 5, 10, 15 years ago, and they wish they had that kind of feedback and information before they made an investment. Um, so, you know, being able to look and see what franchisees, I mean, it, you know, I, I tell people all the time, um, you know, nobody buys anything today without looking at peer reviews. I mean, whether it's Amazon and you're looking at books, you know, washing machines, cars, whatever. I mean, you know, it, it, we've become an information society and, and being able to look at peer reviews is, is obviously critical in making that decision. Um, and again, not that, not that a franchise company may be a bad company, um, but it just, you know, understanding what the franchisees are saying and, and what their experience has been really can help you understand if it's a good fit for you. Because there's a lot of great franchise businesses out there, um, but they're probably not a great fit for you specifically. So it's really understanding, you know, the culture of the franchise community, um, you know, what, what the skill sets are required to really make, um, to really be successful in that franchise company. Um, and that's, that's something um, I talk to franchisee candidates about all the time, whether they're veterans or non-veterans, is that you know, really dig into the business and understand, you know, what, what are the skill sets that, that make that franchise owner successful? Um, because often it's very different than what the business may look like on the surface. For instance, um, you know, I mentioned Cruise One and Cruise Planners. I mean, you know, obviously the cruise business sounds glamorous, you know, and all that, and it is, but, you know, the skill set that makes their, their franchisees the most successful is really sales and marketing skills. And their franchisees, it's a home-based business, so they're on the phone talking with people about, you know, vaca taking vacations and planning vacations and, and all that every day. And, you know, that's great, but if you're not, you know, a good, you know, strong sales marketing person and, and you don't want to sit on the phone all day and, and talk to people about taking a cruise, well, then that business probably isn't the right fit for you. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, I think, think of veterans, um, you know, generally and say, oh, you know, they, they tend to be, you know, good at, at the service businesses or, um, you know, things like that. And, you know, again, you can't generalize. I mean, every, every veteran, just like every person on the planet is different and has different skill sets. And so, sure, we have uh, a lot of veterans that are in the service industry. So, you know, thing, companies like Snap-on Tools or, budget blinds that does window treatments, um, th those companies have a large amount of veteran franchise owners. Um, Fast Signs, which is a sign company, obviously. Um, Sport Clips that does haircutting. I mean, they have a, a lot of veterans, and, and their CEO is a veteran, and, and they do a lot to attract veterans. So, again, it's really understanding, you know, what, you know, when you look at a business um, that when you, you know, everybody finds certain things appealing one way or another and, and but understanding what the skill sets are of their most successful franchisees and you know do you have the skills um, to, to do that and you know and really be honest with yourself um, because I know a lot of people will be like well you know I'm, I'm not great at sales but you know I can learn that well you know, if you're not great at sales, you're probably, you know, learning it is probably going to be challenging. If you're not an outgoing and kind of extroverted personality, you know, sales is probably not your forte and you should look at things that, you know, maybe don't require good sales skills. So it's it's really doing that self-assessment and then talking to lots of franchisees about what, you know, what they've done in their business to be successful. This is uh, – I'm not sure if you'll have an answer for this, but I mean I, I really agree with what you're saying. I think I, I'm realizing more and more how much honesty matters of just really taking a deep look and saying like what am I good at, what am I not good at, and not fooling yourself and not trying to become something you're not. One thing I realize is that you know, for many veterans, especially those coming from active duty – 
they might not know what sales is or what marketing is. And so I'm wondering if you've seen any way, apart from actually just trying something, that an active duty listener might get a sense of, you know, do they like sales? Because the reason I say that, especially with sales, is that um, most people on active duty I speak with have an aversion to sales and they associate it with kind of like a used car salesman, which, you know, in my experience with sales and salespeople, that's not it at all. That's like one tiny fraction. That's like saying, I don't like entrepreneurship because I don't want to own a hot dog stand. And it's like, okay, well, that's one very, very (laughs) tiny sliver of it. So have you found any ways that people can get a taste for these different functional areas and get a sense for like, hey, this is where I have a strength or maybe this is a weakness? Well, you know, what I tell people all the time is, is, I mean, first of all, when you're, when you're, I mean, buying a business, buying a franchise, uh, or, you know, really it's technically investing, um, in a franchise cause you, you don't, you're licensing the business. You don't own it. Uh, you, you own the physical asset, but you're licensing it from the franchisor. Um, you know, first and foremost, take your time and talk to a lot of people that are, uh, franchise owners, um, educate yourself. Um, as I said, do, you know, do a kind of deep self-assessment as to what, you know, what are your skill sets? Um, what are your, your challenge areas? And, and many, there are many businesses. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to kind of, I guess, go back a little bit on what I just said, as far as like, you know, if you're not good at sales, don't buy a franchise that requires sales. I mean, you, you just need to understand what those components are and where you'll, you'll fit as the business owner into that business, and then obviously you'll need to hire for um, the skill set that you're, you know, missing. So, for instance, um, there there are businesses uh, like uh, we have uh, a number of tax-related uh, and accounting service franchise companies that that we deal with, um, and there's people that get into those that are great at sales, and that's the role they do, and and they're out selling the service and they have people in the back office that are doing the taxes. Um, and then there's other franchise owners that are, you know, they prefer more to be in the office and, and manage the operations and hire a salesperson to go out and do the sales. But again, that, you know, understanding that role and, and those needs within the business. Um, and that also obviously complicates your investment as well. So, um, you know, if you do need to hire somebody out of the gate to do some skill that you're maybe not in, in your wheelhouse, um, that's going to increase your obvious uh, costs and, and require a, a much larger investment on the front end. Um, you know, most people, I think, get into franchising, um, especially when you're trying to keep, you know, your, your costs limited um, as an owner-operator where they're, you know, at least day one, they're the ones, you know, doing, providing the service. Um, and and then kind of grow from there, but again, there's there's all sorts of different opportunities for uh, people at all different investment levels. But you know, really understanding those skills, um, your skills, and and the franchisor is going to train you in in their certain things. And you know, I love the the your point about used car salesman because we all when you think about sales we all have that vision of oh my god you know (laughs) and uh you know in in franchising um you you know there there's some businesses that are um very sales driven but the vast majority of franchise companies i mean the reason you're buying a franchise brand an established franchise brand at least um is you know it it's got this known brand out there. So a lot of times um, when we talk about sales, it's not so much, you know, cold calling um, or, you know, walking onto a used car lot, so to speak. It's, you know, it's, it's more customer service sales and, you know, and, and understanding how to provide good customer service and, um, and, you know, and maybe looking for upsell opportunities if you, you know, if you're in, say, the window cleaning business and, providing, you know, window cleaning services and maybe you notice that their gutters need to be cleaned too and, you know, things like that. So it's really much more about customer service and kind of, you know, being able to read people. Um, and then, you know, but again, there's other businesses where, 
you know, they're very more, I guess, product driven. And, uh, you know, and, and you think of like the McDonald's of the world or, um, I mean, obviously franchising is famous for food brands, um, where you open a location and, and business just comes naturally because people are demanding whatever the product or the service is. So, again, depending on how well established that company's brand is and what your local market um, competition looks like, I mean, you may have a business that, you know, you're not doing a lot of sales and marketing. It's The business is coming to you. So yeah. it just it really depends. And and you mentioned, uh, you know, I'll put these in the show notes, but you mentioned uh, a couple companies, Cruise One and Cruise Planners, Snap-on Tools, Budget Blinds, Fast Sign, Sports Clips that are, are kind of popular with veterans. What is it about these businesses? Is it the, the culture? Is it the skill set? Like, why do you think that these companies are attracting more veterans? Yeah, I mean, it 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 does it varies um but i mean a lot of um a lot of it does come down to culture um you know and and one of the things that i always tell uh people that are looking to invest into a franchise is really you know do that when you're doing your research really figure out what the culture of the company is because every every company has a different culture um some are you know i i, I as as part of my role, I go to a lot of franchise um, conventions. Every, you know, most franchise companies have annual conventions with their franchisees, and I'll walk into uh, you know one convention, and it's like a you know high school reunion family. You know, I mean, it's like a big party. You know, all the franchisees are you know drinking and having fun and exchanging you know war stories from the year. Um, and then I'll walk into other conventions, and it's you know very corporate feeling. Um, you know, not that they're not sharing information and talking to each other, but, you know, just much more, uh, you know, kind of business oriented. So, you know, it's, it's important to understand, you know, what, what type of climate culture are you looking for? And, you know, and when you're, and when you're talking to different companies and exploring different opportunities, you know, I, I always tell people go, you know, if you can go visit their convention, um, or at least go visit, you know, a regional meeting where franchisees are getting together because, you know, that is the biggest asset as a franchise owner that you have is your other franchisees. I mean, that's the biggest advantage that franchising, you know, people talk about the brand and the proven model and all that. You know, the reality is, is that you are part of a network of dozens, if not hundreds of other franchise owners that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing. So at any given time, if I own a pizza franchise, you know, I can pick up the phone and I can call anybody else in my franchise community and say, you know, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? What are you doing about that? And, you know, that's the advantage that franchise businesses have over, you know, the mom and pop pizza shop on the corner that has all the same issues, but has nobody to call to, you know, kind of pick their brains on. And so you want, you know, you want a culture of sharing and close knit, um, a close knit community. And I think veterans, especially, um, you know, that's the kind of environment that they're looking for. Um, I mean, as a veteran myself, I mean, you know, you, there's, there's that unique thing about veterans. And I think, uh, you know, being very close knit, uh, people oriented, you know, team oriented, um, obviously is, is important. And so, you know, not every franchise company has that, um, and, and some uh, definitely do. So that's, you know, that's something that you want to look at and understand um, and, and really look at um, the veterans, particularly in a system. So, you know, some franchise systems have very few veterans within their system. Others have a lot more. I mean, some of that is just related to the type of service that it is. Um, for instance, one of the companies that we work with is a company called Signal 88, um, they offer uh, security services, and I think about 40% of their uh, franchise owners are veterans. Um, more commonly, uh, you know, the, most franchise companies kind of follow the, the, the trends of the general population where about 10, maybe 12% of their overall uh, franchise network are, are veterans, and some are much, much less. I mean, some are, you know, 2 3%. So it, it really depends. Um, 
And just because one system doesn't necessarily have a lot of veterans in it isn't necessarily a red flag, but just understanding, you know, what, what that franchisee community and culture is like, um, and, and is it, you know, a good fit for you? I mean, again, this is all about, you know, fit for you because there's, you know, there's hundreds of different businesses out there that you can invest in and finding the one that's the right fit that's going to get you excited to get up every day because, you know, owning a business, uh, <laughs> I can tell you, I own a business um, and uh, it's a lot of work. Mm. Um, it's, you know, I think a lot of people have this, uh, I don't know, misperception about business ownership. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want a job. I want a business that I can own and sit back and, you know, play golf two days a week and <laughs> whatever it is. Um, you know, owning a business is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, hopefully at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you follow the franchise system and you're successful and you put in that, you know, hard work for a number of years, it gets easier. And, and ultimately you're building equity in this business that will be worth something, uh, which certainly you don't get as part of a job or part of the military. Um, that's an interesting thought if, if the military only offered equity and <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, but, you know, it's really about that, you know, that fit and that comfort and, you know, do do a lot of research, talk to a lot of franchisees, and, and ultimately I think uh, you'll find something that, that gets you excited. How how might, um, if, if someone is interested in this, how might they utilize Franchise Business Review to, to investigate franchises? And also, is there an efficient way to figure out where veterans are? Like my mind just goes to LinkedIn, but I'm wondering if there's a better resource to figure out where the veterans are within franchises. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I mean, you know, as I said earlier, I mean, a lot of people that are veterans in franchising, um, veteran owned businesses, the franchise company doesn't even know that they're a veteran because they served, you know, years ago and then went into the corporate world. And then when they came into franchising, they didn't necessarily, you know, raise a red flag or, or check off a box that said, yes, I'm a veteran. So many franchise companies don't even know all the veterans in their system, um, which that's, you know, using our service when we, when we survey uh, the franchisees, a lot of companies have used us to help, you know, identify who those veterans are. Um, and they can profile, you know, the skills of those veterans and, and again, compare how successful they are compared to their other franchisees. And, 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 you know, that helps them figure out, okay, who the ideal candidates are for their system. But um, as far as our research goes, um, if you go to our website, which is uh, franchisebusinessreview.com. We do an annual report. We do a whole bunch of reports, but we specifically do an annual report for veterans in franchising. Um, and there's a link to it on our homepage. Um, and so you can download this report that's got the top 100 uh, companies, franchise companies, based on satisfaction ratings by actual veterans. Um, and there's a number of different uh, items in there. One of the things um, that's identified as part of that is also if they're a VetFran member. Um, Justin, as you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm the chairman of the VetFran committee. And, and what the VetFran committee does is it's part of the International Franchise Association. And its mission is really to help veterans um, both uh, get into franchising for ownership as well as employment opportunities. Um, so we work with hundreds of different franchise companies that are VetFran members, and every VetFran member offers some additional incentive to veterans um, to, uh, to to own a franchise. So, you know, that may be uh, a discount on fees. It may be a discount. Uh, usually it's a discount on the initial franchise fee. So say the initial franchise fee was $20,000. A lot of franchise companies will discount that by 10, 20, 30%. Some even waive the franchise fee uh, for veterans. So th- those are, you know, just because they're a VetFran member doesn't mean that they're, you know, the, the, the discounts can vary from company to company. So, um, but that's an important thing to ask. And, and even if it's a company that you're looking at that's not a VetFran member, um, they may offer uh, discounts to veterans as well. So, again, I, I encourage veterans, obviously, to, you know, 
you know, wear wear a shirt that says "I'm a veteran," and 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 wherever you go, just make it very clear because there's all sorts of people. That's that's the most frustrating thing um, for me serving on the VetFran committee is that there's so many different organizations that are trying to help veterans um, through just education and uh, and different incentives and discounts and everything else. Um, but a lot of times it's just finding and, you know, identifying who the veterans are that, that need the services. And I know that, you know, if you're the veteran, you know, and you're, especially when you're coming out of the military, um, it's just like this fire hose of, you know, you don't know where to turn. I mean, there's so many different organizations out there. So, again, just, you know, whenever you're talking to a franchise company, make it sure, make it clear that you're a veteran, um, you know, you can go to our website and download our veterans report. Um, you can go to the VetFran website, which is just vetfran.com. Um, the IFA's uh, website, the International Franchise Association, um, which is franchise.org, has a lot of great resources on their website as well. Um, so just, you know, again, take your time and, and do your research. And, um, you know, and if you have any questions, certainly call or email me and I can provide Justin with my uh, contact information as well. This is great. And I'm going to, um, in the show notes, I'll add a link to VetFran. I'll add the, um, a link to that annual report. That sounds incredible. If I, if I was thinking about a franchise, I would definitely download that report and start looking at what companies um, work well for veterans. That, that sounds like an incredible, um, incredible resource. I, I'm curious, what other resources come to mind that you would recommend to veterans who are interested in, in um, buying into a franchise? Well, you know, I mean, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, I, you know, first thing is to educate yourself. And so um, there's a number of great books out there, um, Franchising for Dummies, which <laughs> kind of sounds funny, but um, there's a Franchising for Dummies book, uh, which goes over the basics of, of how franchising works. Um, there's another great book called The Educated Franchisee. Um, so, you know, do a lot of reading. Um, go online and, and check out the, the, the websites that we mentioned um, as well as others. Um, just take your time and, and, um, and don't, you know, one of the problems I think in, in franchising is every once in a while you do run into that um, used car salesman that's uh, selling franchises type of personality. And, you know, and it's just the hard sell. You got to buy our franchise, got to buy our franchise. And, you know, you got to buy it today. You know, we've got somebody else that's looking at your territory. You know, don't, don't fall for those kind of hard, hard sell tactics. Um, you know, most people when they uh, invest in a franchise have spent a year or more um, looking and researching and, and doing a lot of homework on franchise opportunities. So to think that you're going to make a big decision like this in a couple of weeks um, I think is very unrealistic. Um, and then look at all, all the local resources that you have available to you, too. So, again, uh, s small business classes at community colleges, uh, the local SCORE SBA office. So there's a lot of uh, retired executives that um, is a national network of retired executives that will help you kind of understand and explore what your options are in business. So, again, franchising is great, but but maybe uh, you know maybe there's other opportunities uh, to to purchase a non-franchise business or um, you know other opportunities in your area. Um, talk to local bankers um, just to establish you know a banking relationship and uh, you know understand what their financing options are. Um, talk to any of the uh, uh, transitioning services. There's there's lots of different services out there that that help transitioning veterans um, because there's all sorts of programs. Boots to Business uh, is one that's a great program um, and others. So just, you, you just gotta, you know, the, there's services out there. There's, there's, as I said, there's tons of services out there, um, but you do have to be kind of a little bit outgoing and aggressive to, you know, really identify where they are and, and, uh, and how to get involved. And, and there's just, so much uh, information, and again, like just take your time and and really understand it. And you know, I mean, the thing that I tell people all the time is, go and um, you know, volunteer to work at a franchise company if if you're 
not sure, you know, if it's something that you'll like or if you have the skills to do it, um, you know, or, you know, rather than volunteer, you know, work for the company, you know, they, a lot of franchise companies uh, or, you know, franchisees need employees too. So, um, you know, it may not be your dream job, but if you get a job at a, at a franchise company, it's going to give you kind of that inside look at what the, what the business is all about. So, you know, whether it's a, you know, a window cleaning business or, a, you know, a sign business or, um, you know, real estate business, you can work for that business as a employee um, to really get a good inside look at what it's all about. Um, and so that may, that may give you a lot of inside information as well. And just, you know, talk to everybody that you can. Um, you know, the, the, the thing I will caution you a little bit about is, you know, we all kind of have those relatives <laughs> that, you know, I think about, you know, the, the dinner table at Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, around the holidays when you're, you know, talking about what your plans are and, um, you know, Uncle Joey or, you know, somebody in the family bought a franchise a hundred years ago and had a terrible experience and they're like, oh, you should never buy a franchise and blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, it's certainly you want to, you know, listen to their story and understand what, you know, their experience was. But um, oftentimes a lot of people share stories like that and they're just kind of like urban legends and, you know, it's really important to talk to actual franchise owners about what their real experience has been. That's great. And I, you know, one thing that comes to mind when you say all that, because I think you, you gave an incredible wealth of resources is I think that a lot of people in the military get used to, or at least I did, and I imagine most do, you kind of get used to the resources coming to you where, you know, I, I would be told that I needed to schedule my dental and my health checkup and I needed to go do this training. And so I think we become very reactive and um, taking in resources. And what you're describing is a very proactive go out, hunt and gather and go out and figure out what you need and tap into these these different assets. And it seems like, you know, I'm thinking of um, the local SCORE SBA office and I'm thinking, man, there's probably such a wealth of knowledge in these executives there, these retired people who are just waiting for someone to talk to and ways to help someone save hundreds of hours or thousands of hours of their time and really avoid some common pitfalls. But that the, the yeah. veteran has to take that first step. They have to go to that office. They have to go, you know, get um, one of those books you recommended. They need to download that annual report. And it's a small action, but those small actions will result in massive learning and, and saving a lot of time and money. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it is a, a very proactive process. And, um, and I think, you know, a, a, you know, franchising as, as an industry is, again, similar to the military where they do provide the, you know, the training that you need for certain situations. And, you know, once you're in a franchise system, it is kind of more like the military where you're, you know, okay, here's the process, here's the system, here's the training that you do, follow, you know, follow this. And I think that's why veterans do so well in franchising, um, you know, because of that, you know, they're used to that system. But, you know, before you invest in whatever franchise company it is, it, I mean, it is more of a proactive experience to, to really uh, make sure that you're getting all the resources and information that you need and, and uh, you know, protecting your own uh, asset. And, you know, it's, it's again, um, and I've said it, you know, already, but I'll, I'll just repeat it is, you know, really take your time to find a company that gets you excited because, again, there's hundreds of opportunities out there. Um, the worst thing you want to do is invest in a franchise company that, you know, a year or two into it, you're just like, uh, you know, I'm not, this doesn't really do it for me. Like, you know, I mean, you want something that, you know, again, is going to, you know, franchising is a, is a long-term investment. It's not, you know, it's not a get rich quick kind of opportunity. Um, and so, you know, most people that are successful in franchising are in franchising for five, 10, 15 plus years. So you have to really look at the, the long term and, you know, is this, a business that you can stay excited about? Is this a business that, you know, your skills are a good fit for? Is this a business that, you know, in five or 10 years is going to still be here? I mean, that's, an, you know, that's another whole thing we haven't even talked about is that, you know, the technology is changing so many things 
Um, you know, certainly something like haircutting, you know, we're always going to need haircuts. Um, but we've seen, I think, in many places where technology has upended industries um, overnight. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's something you want to look at, too. Is this, is this an industry that's, you know, not just a hot trend for today? Is it going to be here in five or ten years? Mm. I hadn't thought about that, but that's such a great point. I, I love this aspect of approaching this as a long-term investment, looking at that five to 15-year uh, time frame in terms of building a skill set and really giving this room to grow. But that does make it much more vital than that you pick one that's not going to be upended and you know you're not picking a typewriter business or you know i'm trying to think of like some absurd example of something that's just not going to be relevant is no longer relevant today or de definitely won't be relevant in the future and so i think that's right. a uh, a really good point of really trying to take that lens of what will continue to be relevant for the next 20 years because you're entering into this for the long game yeah yeah and i think you know it's a great uh case study, especially for veterans, because veterans know more than anybody about, you know, long-term commitments. And, you know, when you, <laughs> you know, when you signed up for the military, I know, I know this experience w was true for me. It's like, you know, I was 18. I, I you know, had this vision of what I was going to do. And, you know, the reality was quite different, you know, and, and that's true in franchising too. I mean, often the reality of what you get into um, is quite different. Um, than what you think going in. So, again, if you take your time, talk to a lot of people, do that research, um, you can you can definitely uh, offset some of those potential missteps that you you may take. Um, and and just to you know kind of go back on that long term um, investment thing is is when you're doing your assessment of a franchise company, you you know, you're looking at that five or 10 year window and, and that's what you really got to do when you're looking at, you know, okay, I'm going to put X amount of dollars into this business. And over the 10 years, it's going to require, you know, more capital to go into the business to keep it running. You know, at the end of the day, what is that um, return on investment look like? And compare that to, you know, both other franchise investments that you might make, um, you know, compare it to a real estate investment that you might make or putting the money in the stock market or, you know, also compare that to a job. And, you know, certainly the big difference between owning a business and having a job is at the end of your um, term with the franchise company, you, you have this asset that you can then potentially sell. I mean, obviously, um, as, a, as an employee, you, you don't ever build any equity in a business. So, understanding what you know what the realistic value of that business is five or ten years out um, are you going to build equity in something um, that's that's worth selling um, to someone and you know and talk to franchise owners about their experience in reselling their businesses and and what those businesses were valued at so it's it's a lot I you know I, I know it's overwhelming and uh, <laughs> take it slow and uh, and certainly call me if you have any questions and I can help walk you through it this is great and I, I wanted to shift gears just right here at the end real quickly too and I realized that you are um, I think the first person I've spoken with where LinkedIn has your industry categorized as market research and I did want to just kind of give you room to talk about what your day-to-day -day life is like in the market research industry. And I do that just because if someone is interested in a career just like you have right now, getting that sense of what it's like to be in your shoes for a week. Yeah, no, that's a great, a great question. Um, I, uh, I, I had a strange career path. I was in the military. I went to college. Um, I was a plant biology major of all things, um, and uh, and then after college w went into uh, kind of the creative uh, industry, uh, photography and advertising world for a number of years. And um, you know, it really took about 25 years before I kind of stumbled into the franchise world, and then ended up you know doing research on a day-to-day -day basis. And you know, I, <laughs> I never planned uh, to be a researcher, so to speak. Um, but it, you know, the, the more, uh, I, I mean, I was just fascinated by small business and, um, and, and that's really what drew me into franchising is it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's small business, but it's 
across hundreds and thousands of different franchise brands in all sorts of different industries. Um, and it was just, you know, really intriguing to me. And, you know, and, and there's just so much to learn um, about franchising and, and the actual performance of franchisees and, you know, how they go about um, recruiting new franchisees and growing their franchisees and supporting their franchisees. And um, so it really, it, it, it was like a drug for me. I mean, it became addictive and, and it was just fascinating. And um, it's a fascinating world. I mean, I, I, I love the franchise world. I, you know, I, I talk to people all the time and, and tell them that, you know, franchising offers a lot of great opportunities um, for the right, for the right people, if you find the right fit. And, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting, uh, job so um <laughs> thanks uh you know again i never never thought i'd be a a market researcher but um here i am this is awesome well i always like to leave the last question a little bit open-ended which is you know you've covered a lot of ground in terms of franchises about honesty long-term investment and really doing your homework before diving into something um is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with um active duty or veteran listeners wow that's a great great question i mean um you know, I just I'll, I'll I'll just repeat myself and and just basically tell you to you know just talk to as many you know do that proactive research and talk to as many people as you can out in the world um, again whether they're whether they own a franchise business or um, other small business owners and you know and really just understand what they do on a day to day basis to be successful um, and you know and does that appeal to you. And, uh, you know, franchising is great. Owners, business ownership is great, but it's, you know, it's hard work. And, um, you know, having a job at the end of the day, uh, collecting a paycheck, um, isn't, isn't such a bad thing in many, many cases either. So, um, you know, just understand where your strengths are and skill sets are and what your dreams are. And, you know, franchising may be a great opportunity to help, you know, help you realize those dreams. Um, and if not, you know, consider other opportunities so um and you know just keep keep digging and and uh like i said i mean there's so many resources out there that are trying to help veterans and uh you know just keep digging in uh your local market and talk to as many people as you can and 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 be proud of the fact that you're a veteran and tell people that you're a veteran and and hopefully uh, those resources will fall in your lap this is great. Well, for listeners, I will include in the show notes all links to all the resources we talked about here, including Franchise Business Review. And uh, Eric, I really appreciate your taking the time to connect with uh, me and the audience and to sharing your story. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Beyond the Uniform is written and produced by me, Justin Asiri, with the help from our Chief of Staff, Steve Bain, our Editor, Lex Brown, and our Head of Social Media, Janelle Hanf. We are an all-volunteer organization and would greatly appreciate your help in any of the following ways. First of all, spread the word. Beyond the Uniform has over 380 podcast episodes and 15 on-demand webinars, all offered for free. Help us spread the word on social media, at military bases, or whatever gets this resource in front of the men and women who need it. Positive reviews on iTunes go a long way towards this as well. Second of all, sponsorship. Beyond the Uniform relies on sponsorship to keep us going. There is so much more we'd like to do, but just don't have nearly the resources to do it. If you know of a company that would advertise in any way with Beyond the Uniform, please send them our way. Third of all, donations. If you're in a financial position to donate, you can find more information on the support section of our website. At our website, beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find over 380 episodes categorized by industry, functional role, and more. You'll also find both free and for-purchase resources that take a deeper dive on topics related to career growth. Thank you for your support as we aim to help members of the military and their families thrive in their post-military career in life.